welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, how to coach directs on interpersonal skills. Hi everyone, this is Mike, and welcome back to Manager Tools. Today we talk about the process of coaching a director on interpersonal skills. You know, soft skills. How many times have you heard hired for technical skills, fired for lack of people skills? Well, it may be common wisdom, an oxymoron if there ever was one, but it's still true. The path to greater success in most organizations, big and small, is more quickly achieved by improving one's relationships and communication skills than it is by learning more technical knowledge. Yeah, results trump everything, but the higher you go, the more your results hinge on your ability to get along and to get others to go along. And yet, far too few managers are willing to coach directs on interpersonal skills. How they speak, how they create and maintain relationships, how they listen, the list goes on. In the first cast of a series of casts, we lay out the basics of interpersonal skill coaching and tell you which of the skills to start with. I bet you can't guess which one that is. So here we go with part one. I think it's kind of funny we're going to talk about um, coaching directs on interpersonal skills because nobody has ever coached me on interpersonal skills. Nobody. <laughs> nobody coached me either. Um, n- not cool of the former bosses, I guess. Um, nobody, nobody ever stepped up. And we've had some pretty great bosses, so it's, it's, it's a little bit surprising. But, but never any help on the communication stuff, the, the quote-unquote soft stuff. Yeah. In fact, that's a, we'll come back to that phrase, soft stuff over and over again. Right. I mean, what's the, what's the phrase I remember learning years ago? Um, the hard stuff is easy and the soft stuff is hard. Um, uh, well, you know, at least we work at interpersonal skills, right? I think most people don't even think about it. I think that's a sign of a, a good executive or an effective manager is somebody who thinks about it and tries to be more effective uh, at something we do an awful lot. Yeah. Okay. But we also know how much better almost everyone gets at anything. Right. When they have a partner or a, a coach, an encourager. Basically, having someone hold you accountable makes for higher quality improvements faster. Exactly. That's the whole, that's the whole coaching thing right there. Yeah. Great. So, that, so that's a good segue. So let's, let's talk about the cast. Coaching on interpersonal skills, at, le- at least the beginning of it. Right. Um, normally, you know, we would shoot this as one long cast and, and break it up. Um, we're doing a little bit different this time. I wanted to make sure everybody had a chance to get the concept in their head and get, get, get their head around it. Um, and let me, let me put it a little differently than that. If you're a mid-level manager or you're maybe even a lower-level executive, you know, there are different places to find those things differently. Um, I know people who have no one reporting to them. Um, that are considered executives. Um, if you're a mid-level manager or lower-level executive and you're wondering what you can do to improve your organization, um, your ability to grow your team is the most important professional development responsibility you have to the organization. Improving your team's interpersonal abilities is the most powerful longest lasting 
coaching you can provide them, period. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so what's the structure today? Yeah, we've got we've got um, four major parts. Um, each each has some subparts, and the first one is the why, um, and and you know wh- why should we be coaching? Why do we recommend coaching on interpersonal skills? And it has three subparts, and they are that the coaching model still definitely applies. Uh, this is not personality, and so therefore we just start talking about each other's personalities. Um, one uh, B is it's all about behavior, and one C is the the key to this is goals and measurement. Um, I think some people are going to laugh at some of this, um, but as, a, as I think we say later in the cast, the second rule of the army is if it's stupid but it works, it's not su- stupid. Yeah, yeah. right. By I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, number two is how to improve communications. Um, because the soft skills essentially have two parts. Uh, the first part is communications, and there are two parts to communications, and that is receiving and sending. Communication is an exchange of information that requires two people to be involved, or at least more than one, let's put it that way. Number three is how to improve relationships. That's the other part of interpersonal skills. One is communication, the other part is relationships. And there are two parts to relationships, creating them, and maintaining them. Ah, interesting. Two parts. Yeah, there's, huh? there, there's, a, there's a distinction there. It's an important one that a lot of people miss. And I think it's a it's an unnecessary stumbling block. Let's put it that way. And then lastly, number four, we're going to give you some metrics for how to coach someone on improving their receiving skills. In terms of the communications part of it, communications having two part, receiving and sending, um, we're going to give you some metrics, some ideas for um, how you would um, measure someone who you were coaching on improving their receiving skills. Good. I, I and, think that'd be great. Because so, some folks will will are a little worried about that. I'm sure that the measurement piece worries some folks. So some specific examples will be helpful. Yeah, I think. Um, I, I, uh, what what's what what uh, I, I think we need to do more of these. Frankly, I think we need to give more example casts. I worry about them not being as actionable, but but I I really believe that uh, you know every every conference we do where where people are working with others and they hear ideas from other people about who, things they might be able to use as resources or tasks for coaching. They they sort of they slap themselves in the forehead and go, oh man, this is not as hard as I thought. And I think. Um, I think it will make it more actionable for everyone if we give specific examples um, throughout um, this interpersonal skills coaching um, theme we'll have going forward. Yeah, um, I, and I look, agree. And I think examples around metrics is particularly powerful because my experience has been that if folks can't come up with metrics, they haven't defined the problem or they haven't defined the behaviors well enough to right. coach somebody on it. So it's, so it's it's the development of the metrics that really clarifies the, the, the thinking around the particular behavior trying to change. Right. I agree. Okay. Um, we're we're going to leave the subparts of the, the last of step four of coaching, coaching someone on receiving skills um, out of the outline. Just, just to add some suspense, you'll get a kick out of it because it's not, they're not major subparts. It's just a list. Um, um, and, and, you know, for those of you who enjoy us putting actionable stuff right up in the front of the cast, uh, I apologize. We'd like to get right to it, but I really do think that this topic benefits from 
some extra time on the front end making the case for coaching and for coaching yeah, and you're gonna get skills. some emails my friend <laughs> yeah um okay. yeah I know. anyway okay so let's let's share the why of coaching interpersonal skills but before before i get emails i just want to say that it, it really would be lovely if i could boil every management technique down to five minutes if i could we'd be billionaires yeah. and we might not be doing this anymore. Yeah, you're, no, you're just, we'd still do it. Yeah, um, you're just not really that good. Okay. Yeah, I'm just not. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, if there's anybody out there who can, just let me know. Look, yeah, look yeah he'd be partner. happy to switch teams, right? Yeah, he's a free agent. He'll switch teams. <laughs> I love it. Good one. Good one. Um, okay, look, why do we coach interpersonal skills? Look, let's just be clear about the importance of this. If you were hired globally to diagnose personnel development across all kinds of organizations, all kinds of countries everywhere. If you're hired to diagnose that by managers of directs, right? We're talking about in an organizational construct. And, and to be honest, small or big, small companies are always saying, gee, we want a series of casts about small companies. This is no different for small companies as, big com- as opposed to big companies. This happens more frequently in big companies because big companies sometimes mandate this sort of stuff and they give forms and processes and policies and HR people check on managers and so on. But, but there's nothing in this cast that is big company focused. All coaching is about changing behavior and behavior happens in small companies and big companies alike. But look, if you were asked to diagnose the state of personnel development, in other words, managers helping directs improve, and and frankly, that's where all the action ought to be anyway, right? It's not in people going to conferences. No offense, but it's not. 80% of the real value of professional development, personal development, skill development happens on the job. That's a fundamental principle of management development. If you were to look at that, if you're going to diagnose it, you'd probably do some analyses and you'd come away looking at all what could be coached and what is coached and what is coached well and what's not coached well and what the needs are and so on, you'd come away with a big fat donut with a black hole in the middle of it. Yeah. Of all that coaching going on, no one's focusing on the core skills where you can get the most value. Right. People, managers say, oh, look, um, Bob needs help in this one area and I'm good at that. So I'll coach him on that. Whether or not really that's the thing that will get Bob to the next level or get the most out of Bob for the organization. Um, No, no, look, um, we're not saying that we're not angry about this. We respect the fact, you know, not many managers coach their directs very well at all. We respect that. We know it. Well, you know, Horseman's Ninth Law, embrace reality. Uh, it's a shame. And in, in a way, maybe you wonder about it. Okay, maybe maybe you don't wonder about it. No one's doing it because almost nobody knows how. Or almost no one's doing it because almost no one knows how. And we regret that, but the Manager Tools coaching model exists to address that very thing. It's our contribution to rage against the machine, I guess. Um we really do believe, and we know from firsthand experience, that a simple four-step coaching model works. It's easy to do, and it works in five to ten minutes a week. But, but okay, um, you're right. If you looked at what was being coached, once you got past how little was being done, okay, and we're you know we're we're in that mix as well, um, you'd see the core of everybody's success in most organizations most of the time is their relationship with others 
and their ability to motivate and persuade others. And these things generally go completely uncoached. It's almost as if you have Tom Brady, the quarterback, or no, you you have um, you have uh, uh, Ronaldinho or Ronaldo as a as a striker, and um, you don't you you don't talk to him at all about um, about crossing or about about uh, corner kicks or about working with the other strikers on the team or the other uh, midfielders on the team. Um, in terms of certain set pieces and so on, you would you would leave uncoached uh, one of the most valuable things soccer players do, which is attempt to score goals. It's the hardest thing in soccer, hardest thing in football to do. And if you're the coach, just not even talk about it. Oh, I'm not I'm not going to talk about that. Um, the, the core relationship with others and the ability to motivate and persuade others is just not getting coached. Um, yeah. You you'd expect if you were an alien landing, you'd expect to find all kinds of coaching going on there. Um, but you don't. It's not. It's not happening. And and we we know it's not. And so rather than saying shame on everybody, we're gonna say okay, let's solve it. Yeah. But but we, you and I both agree. I think in in terms of why we see this, why this lack of effective management training exists, and it's because there's this widespread belief out there that this stuff can't be taught. It's it's personality. Right. You either have it or you don't. School of thought. Right. And and we've consigned management to being unteachable, but it's right. not. It's not unteachable. When we think about teaching management and then we think about coaching, we immediately think about coaching soft skills. And it's hard enough to get people to coach. We know that. And uh, it's it's probably the weakest of the um, uh, of the management trinity in terms of the number of managers who are using it. Although the ones that use it say, man, I wish I'd have used it sooner because it doesn't take as long as I thought it would. And it's not as hard as I thought it was. But but w- <clears throat> when we see it, what we'd like to see is more coaching on soft skills. And we don't. Um, and frankly, you know, w- w- we're, we're tired. We, we get frustrated. We do about reasonably effective directs, right? People, contributors to the organization getting written off by a manager or by executive because they're not naturally good communicators particularly if they work for a not naturally good communicator because that not naturally good manager would say not naturally good communication manager would say well i can't coach him on that which of course is wrong the, the, the shame of this is it's a waste of talent that we already have we 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 find ourselves um struggling with the fact that managers won't even try to help someone get better at meetings, for instance, and folks, that's not hard to do. Um, won't even try to help somebody get better at presenting. Um, I had one manager say, well, I don't want to appear arrogant and act as if I know it and he doesn't. <laughs> like, wow, wow, where do you, how do you, what, what kind of insecurity is that covering up? Um, you know, managers don't even try to help somebody get better at persuading a work partner to, to get more work done. Uh, helping someone get better at avoiding conflict, which is a huge problem in the workplace. Um, somebody trying to get better at making sure everybody's needs are heard in a meeting and, and most everyone's needs are met with a project. All of these things are reasonable expectations for executives to have from their managers. And our experience shows that managers are not doing it. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's dig into the why a bit more. Um, you and I both believe that the coaching model still applies here. Yes. 
Oh, no question. We won't revisit the the entire detail of the coaching model. We've got cast for that. Um, though we will give an example cast coming up of a manager we watched coaching somebody on soft skills recently. Um, what we mean here by the model still applying is that coaching soft skills is just like coaching any other part of a direct's work performance. It's a four-step process. You collaborate on setting goals. You brainstorm some resource ideas. You collaborate on a plan. And then the direct implements the plan and then reports to you on their progress. You check on their performance every week when they report. It's still true that you're the coach and not the trainer. Even if you're not the best speaker in the world, you can coach somebody to become much better. Um, if it, well, Mike, if you were my manager and you were coaching me on reducing conflict. Yes, yeah, something um, I wouldn't attempt without a lot of serious thought. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, if, if you were coaching me on reducing conflict, we'd agree on the goal, let's say, no complaints from partners or customers for 90 straight days regarding language, negative attitude, or lack of professional approach. And before we get into emails, a negative attitude is not not behavior, folks. It, the, the behavior is whether or not the partners or customers complain. That's the measure, and it's a behavioral measure. Um, we'd probably brainstorm our ideas, anger management classes. Folks, I, I really I don't need anger management classes. Um, uh, the book Difficult Conversations, um, recently referred to me by uh, uh, Michael Swinson, our good friend. Um, great book. Uh, disc training could help. Sales training, Relationships for Dummies. It's a good book. Uh, client feedback awareness. Um, all those things. Those are all resources we could... And then we'd agree on some steps. Um, read Difficult Conversations, the book, by such and such a date. Prep a one-page report on one difficult conversation I need to have and the date I need to have it by. Research disc training options and make a recommendation on which and when and where and how much. Yeah, it sounds like you've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I, I, I hear the implied joke there. <laughs> not, I, not, not personally. It, okay. As the coach. I thought <laughs> you were reading your notes from your one-on-one with your boss. There you go. That's exactly right. Yeah. And not, now the, 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 um, the truth comes out that you're my boss at, at manager tools. <laughs> um, but, but look, the point of this, this sort of non-tangential tangent is to show that you can coach soft skills. It doesn't require a different model. It doesn't require a newer model or a softer model or a personality model. It's just behavior. That's all it is. And behavior can be coached. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You said it. it's, it's all about behavior and there's nothing about soft skills that suggests it's not behavior. It is behavior. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the more I partner, the more I think about our legacy, that may be the most important tactical philosophical concept we've brought Um. In, into the center of our thinking about management. And, and look, there are other people that feel this way. I've noticed a few books recently that, that, uh, that mention the word behavior. Um, certainly Marshall Goldsmith, uh, uh, without saying it as much as we do, but, but essentially hitting it on the head, you know, his, his thing is, look, if you, if you're a jerk, the first rule is stop being a jerk, right? And there are certain things you do that make you a jerk. Stop doing those things. Um, to me, that's as clear, a, even if you don't use the word behavior, that's as clear an example of a behavioral model as I can think of. Um, so there are other people who feel this way. We're not, we're not the, the pioneers of behavioral thinking. Um, and we're respectful of other people's successes. Certainly somebody like Marshall's we're very respectful of. Um, and let me just say again, if you haven't gone to Marshall Goldsmith's website recently, please do so. 
um, a trove of free information from the best executive coach I've ever known. Um, but look, basically the point we're making is that management thinking is muddled around these soft skill issues. It's, it's not clear, but behavior makes it clear. Manageable management, sorry, management is learnable just like so many other work concepts, because it's almost completely behavioral. Folks, you can become a great manager without being terribly charismatic, without being brilliant and so on. You can become a great manager simply uh, engaging in and, and by repetition, by study, and by professional development efforts, improving your abilities in a series of fundamental behaviors. Yeah, and coaching soft skills isn't taboo or too hard or special in some nope. weird right. way. The key here really is to think about interpersonal success as a set of behaviors and then just start working on improving them. Yep. Behaviors, the five things, right? The words we say, how we say them, our facial expressions, our body language, and our work product. Those are the essential building blocks of personal improvement always in all things. Okay. It's not personality. It's not genetics. God forbid it's genetics. Um, it's not style. It's not charisma. It's not poise. Those are all characterizations that we might make about a great manager, for instance. We see her and we think, wow, she's just sharp, right? We say sharp. Well, what does sharp mean, right? There's behaviors that you observe that caused you to put that label on someone. Um, uh, focus on behavior, focus on behavior, focus on behavior. Good. And, and once you have some behaviors to focus on, the key is goals and measurement. Yeah. Look, in a way, this goes back perfectly to our story of John and his gate guards. Where John ended up was measuring gate openings on time and whether or not his gate guard smiled. One, one of them is a work product, um, and one is a facial expression. Um, you know, here I am laughing. Laugh it up if you, if you guys want. Um, but don't try to win an argument that those aren't reasonable proxies for customer service levels. Yeah, and they are, and they worked. <laughs> yeah, they did. That, yeah, yeah, if it's stupid, but it works, it's not stupid, right? Um, if you want someone to be a better communicator, count how many times they interrupt somebody else, because when you interrupt someone, people don't think of you as a great communicator. If you want to maintain more relationships, ask them to copy you, if you want someone who you're coaching, who uh, you're coaching them on maintaining relationships, ask them to copy you on how many stay in touch emails they send out in a given week. Uh, it, maybe, maybe it sounds a little lame, but it works. And as we said, right, if it's stupid, but it works, it's not stupid. Figure out what to measure and set a goal for it. And here, here's, a, here's an interesting thing that'll probably tweak some people. Even if both the measurement you choose and the goal you choose are wrong, you will be moving in a better direction, all the while gathering data about what might be a better proxy, a better measure, and a better goal. Yeah, and there, there are certainly some engineers and IT folks, not, not like I'd ever be one of those, and the rest no, of, no, no, no. And the, rest of the, the disc high Cs out there who are, who are, who are saying, that's, that's just not right. I mean, how can right. you say that? I mean, that you start a personal improvement project without certainty about the goal, about the measures, without widely accepted agreement about what to do and how to do it? How can that possibly be? Yeah, right. Yeah, God, you know, I, I know every project I've ever been on had an absolutely clear goal. And because the goal was clear, we always met it, right? Yeah. Thank God all those engineers that went to the moon um, 
and worked on all of our space programs didn't say, well, you know, it, it, it's never been done before. Uh, there's no body of evidence that supports this. So we wouldn't want to take a few steps in the right direction, see where that gets us, and then adjust based on the new data we get as we embark on this incredibly fantastic goal for all of mankind. Dude, you haven't proven anything because there, there are plenty of nuts out there who still believe we didn't land on the moon. Oh, my God, so, yeah. So. <laughs> okay, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and these folks would say, hey, look, at that's just, that's just math. They knew that it would all work. The theorems were well proven. Sure, right. There's ballistic trajectory, and there's gravity, and there's thrust, and weight, and drag, and lift, right? And Yeah, sure, it's just math. If it was just math, why was everybody so damn nervous, right? All, all, of, all the movies about launching people into space, I mean, you see the pictures. It's pretty dramatic. Um, all we're suggesting here is smiling and opening things on time. Basically, math, we, we, people joke, well, the math was a proxy, right? Equations, engineering was a proxy in the plan for a man in space. They'd never done it before. They didn't know if right. it would work. Um, all the theory in the world will not get anything done. And there are managers right now who are listening, and you know who you are who will attempt to refine your coaching model until it's perfect. And during the time you're refining it to make it perfect, to make it certain, the person you're coaching has changed, the objectives of the organization have changed, their workload has changed, your workload has changed, and by definition, it is not perfect. Um, there are many times where, <clears throat> because Mike, for instance, is much more precise than I am, I end up getting in trouble. On the other hand, I'm never in trouble for not taking action. Um, businesses are not rewarded for great theories. Uh, witness the story of manager tools if you need to go any further than that. You, you don't need to go any further than that. It's a small one, but it's, it's absolutely proven. We had lots of theories, and then we actually did a podcast, and that made all the difference. Uh, businesses are rewarded for putting theories into action. If you want to be the manager that says, I'm not certain, so I'm not doing anything, I mean, can you, can you see that it's obvious what happens, right? You're Dilbert's pointed haired boss. No matter how smart you are, if, if you're not willing to do something until you're certain, and, and let's not get into degrees of uncertainty. Well, I don't have enough, or I haven't reduced my degree of uncertainty enough. Um, uh, smarts are nothing, folks. Action is what your job as a manager demands of you. Whether we use smarts as a proxy when we hire you, doesn't change the fact that we don't hire you for your brain. We hire you for the actions that you, that you motivate or cause because of your brain. Everybody knows the guy who can shoot down other people's ideas or not do something because he can see all the flaws in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really smart, but uh, hated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's my experience for sure. Okay, so even though there's some uncertainty here, you know, what you're saying, that, that's just not a reason not to act. Right. It's not. And one more thing. Um, we know there's a different reason not to act. It's not just lack of certainty because people are like, wow, personal coach, you know, interpersonal coaching. Ooh, I'm really uncertain about that. I won't do it. Uh, there's another one, which is the fear of being wrong and the fact that nobody else is doing this stuff. And our answer to that is, yes, you're right. And, uh, I, you know, the fact that nobody else is doing it, okay, good. You want to be mediocre? Good. That's, that's a good, that, you know, shoot. 
let, let, let's agree, uh, unless we're prepared to call every management joke in the history of mankind wrong or not funny, um, because all humor is based in truth, let's agree that the majority of managers are mediocre relative to what they're capable of being if management was truly a, a, an honored and inspired and inspiring profession the way we believe and some of you believe it could be. Look, the, the problem is people want to be right as opposed to being effective. Yeah. And the world does not reward, reward rightness nearly as much when it comes to management as it does effectiveness. Indeed. Well, we'll leave it there and finish this cast up next week. Hey, before we go, though, it's been a while since I mentioned registration on manager tools, so let me do it now for those who aren't aware. You know, Mark and I have recorded over 170 podcasts at this point. Yeah, it's been that many. But because of bandwidth constraints, the number of podcasts we publish on the RSS feed, the RSS feed is that subscription file that iTunes and other podcast receivers use to download the cast, is limited to 61. That, so that means that there's only 61 podcasts um, listed in iTunes. However, for registered members, which, by the way, is completely free, we provide a special feed that contains all the podcasts, all 170 or so. Yep, so no having to go to the website to find the podcast, download it to your PC, drag it into iTunes or Zune or whatever. Um, believe me, if you want to get all the podcasts, this is the way to get them. So, to sign up for free and get that special feed, simply go to the website, www.managertools.com, and then use the register link on the top right corner of the page. Then after signing up, you'll find the instructions for subscribing to the complete podcast feed on the members-only podcast link on the homepage. It's on the left-hand side bar there, yeah, at least until we get the redesign of the website out. So for those of you who want to download all the casts simply and quickly, I hope this helps. And I know some of you have struggled with that I've gotten some notes recently. So there you go. So with that, we'll see you all again next week. So long. Thank you.